and we're on for another season. Do you believe it? This is season three already of Fantasy Football Preview here. Um, this year we're doing things a little bit differently, obviously, starting out. Uh, you guys don't see our faces, number one. I don't. Maybe that's a good thing. You're happy about that. But um, you know, this year we're going to try sticking to podcasting through iTunes and, and get things going that way and uh, just see what, what kind of audience we can't pick up here. So um, still the same great show. Same four great hosts. We got myself, Mark Garlitz. Say hi, Mark, so people can hear your <laughs> hear your wonderful voice. I didn't want to interrupt your monologue. No, go for <laughs> it. No monologues here. Hi. Hi, Mark. Max. <laughs> Max. Hello, hello. I'm the nasally voice this time. Uh, that, uh, um, I, I'm a little under the weather, so apologies. It's all right. We got a a long season ahead of us. Hopefully, it doesn't last seventeen weeks. So, yeah. Otherwise, you might want to go get that thing checked. And then, yeah. not with us this week, the guy we pushed the recording back for today, uh, Seth is gonna be here. But you know, I I don't know if he he's a little salty from last year. I, if I remember right, he didn't he didn't do so hot in our fantasy league last year. And no, no and, playoffs. Uh, oh, that's probably that's probably why he's not here. Yeah, yep. so he's, yep. he's taking a stand. So if anyone honestly should be taking a stand, it should be me, Mr. High-scoring <laughs> team in the league, but going 3-10. and 10. Bummer. And it was terrible. Talk about a terrible fantasy football year. Yep, that's tough. It sucks, but well, what are you going to do? You bounce yeah. back. You Sessa, bounce back. Seth's a master showman, though. He doesn't give it all away in episode one. No. <laughs> oh, man. So we got our, our same great lineup. We're going to do things... Just like, you know, we had a good thing going last year, so why mess with it? You know, we, we got our weekly rundown where we'll go over headlines and injuries and, and all those good things, things you'd be looking out for uh, with your lineup, right and wrong. We'll look uh, at the right moves we we made for you uh, or suggested for you as well as the ones we completely whiffed on. Uh, we'll pick our MVPs of the week before and also look at the upcoming week and name some MVPs and then dive into some matchups that, you know, you want to look for, you can exploit on your roster, maybe some waiver wire pickups that uh, you could take advantage of, and also those to avoid. You know, you might have the leading rusher in, in the in your fantasy league, but maybe he's getting a tough matchup next week. We'll sort of open your eyes to those, and obviously we end, like always, on bold predictions. And I'm, I'm kind of blindsiding you guys with this one. Since it is the first episode, let's go for some season, other than just for this week. Let's throw out some season bold predictions, you know. Season bold season, predictions. Season long bold predictions. Something that, you know for fantasy football, obviously. So mm. so let's let's just oh, so for I'll fantasy. give you for fantasy bold predictions for the for the entire season. So we'll we'll think of some of those. We got we got a few minutes to to noodle on that while we dive into stuff, but Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So here we got are. It. We we got our we're going to start, you know, it's been a long summer and I don't know if anyone has listened to any fully covered sports podcasts over the summer. There were only two of them, but one sort of touched on this. So I figure why not? Let's start with it. I, I feel like it'd be an injustice to, to skip over this. So let's, let's just say it. The, 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 the phrase that everyone hates deflate gate. Since we haven't had a show, the, the group of us since last January now at this point, um, Man, a lot's kind of happened, hasn't it? It has. Yeah, and I I never really thought that this suspension was going to be upheld. Did you? Did either of you? Think no, that I thought it would be overturned. 
yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. you know to be honest I thought something would remain I didn't know it would be completely washed out or think it would be completely washed out but um mm. you know it was either way it really wasn't surprising I knew it's not you know it was going to be a, a mess one way or the other it's just it's just so silly like when you come when it comes down to what we're actually talking about here we're talking about underinflated or overinflated footballs before the game and then when you hear about everything that that like the rules or lack thereof about this whole topic that the the teams bring their own balls which is just insane to me <laughs> like that that's like basketball you're not even like the teams aren't even allowed to go over to the game balls they're like the ref guards the game ball until it's time to play and i think it's it's like that in college too i think it might not be yeah. that in college, but in pro, like it's definitely like that's I, it's just mind boggling to me that these teams yeah. are providing their own balls. It's, I, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I know you know your def, your offense controls the ball for however long you have it and and whatnot. But if you think about it, it's both teams have the opportunity to touch the ball, and in any other sport where there is a ball, it's sort of like that. So you kind of would imagine that they're all equal <laughs> you know basketballs right. basketballs are not you know one team isn't you know deciding how inflated they they want their basketball to be or anything like that so i it just it's yeah like same with me it's one of those things that never occurred to me that this would really be an issue um, right because it's something it's... that's so just it's almost like you take it for granted that it's a part of the game i guess as a right. spectator yeah so it's yeah, it's it. There's nobody. Is there anyone out there who actually believes that this really like affected the outcome of, of any of the Patriots games? It's no, just, not at all. Just looks silly. But, that's the crazy thing. It really, it's just like a witch hunt, and there's no like no one wins here. I don't really know what the NFL is trying to accomplish. Well, did you see? Uh, they did you see the report that came out this week from ESPN? It was like an OTL report from Van yeah. Nata and Wickersham. No, go ahead. No, uh, recap so, it. All right. So basically, would um, <laughs> recap it for anyone that listens to this uh, before the September twenty eighth. It's going to be run in that issue of ESPN the magazine, but it's a, a several thousand word report that really dives into um, the Patriots from oh one to really up in, until Deflategate. So it runs from Spygate to Deflategate, and basically just talks. It's a bunch of interviews with you know a bunch of anonymous former employees and. Uh, staffers and players and things like that that really gets into how you know the 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 easiest way to sum it up is that you know the patriots are systemically cheaters they're a cheating organization and it's it's from one thing to the next and ultimately it goes into basically how goodell's overreaction or seeming overreaction to deflate gate is sort of was his way of making up for not really doing enough during Spygate, um, yeah. but in there even it, it gets into like other things that former employees that the Patriots are saying were disgruntled employees, so that they lack credibility. But um, one of the most damning accusations I thought in there was that you know they would send um, some staffers or whoever I don't necessarily know what their role was, but you know they go into the opposing locker rooms and, and basically. You know, get the, the the scripted plays. I guess teams would typically write them down on paper or have their signals written down on paper for a certain week. And they would get copies of those and bring them back over to the Patriots side. And the Patriots would basically have the first 20 plays, know what they were, 
Uh, and it got to a point where teams knew this, so they would draw up dummy, uh, you know, first scripted plays and hand it over just to, to you know, quote-unquote throw off the Patriots. Um, but it, it's just, it's it's crazy to me. I, I don't know. Any, Max, I, well, the- you saw it, so I don't know if you have any thoughts on, on what was there. No, not really. I mean, this all kind of, I mean, when we went back to talking about how silly the whole thing is, it kind of reeked of, of Goodell going after uh, the Patriots for a, a harder punishment because, uh, I guess, Spygate was, was handled so poorly. Um, I mean, this really just boils down to Goodell being the worst commissioner. <laughs> I mean, that's not news to anybody. Everybody, no. when you look at all the controversies throughout, that surrounds the NFL, or actually throughout all of Goodell's tenure, I mean, it's hard to argue that he's not the worst um, <laughs> commissioner in all of sports. It's it's pretty it's pretty clear. <laughs> yeah, Mark, you were gonna you were gonna say something? Maybe not. I don't no, know, Mark. Can you hear us, oh, Mark? <laughs> Mark might not be you there. You were you were gonna say something about? Back? Yeah, you're back. You're back. Yeah. You're here. We we didn't. Mark, for this, for this, this first episode, just, just so we know, just to clarify, since you can't see what's going on here, Mark has Mark is based in yes. Pittsburgh, and there's some storms happening. So, uh, lost internet, and the champion he is, the trooper, is is fighting through on a cell phone connection. So, we we appreciate the uh, the continued perfect attendance, Mark, and the commitment to to sharing my your fantasy knowledge. My streak will live on. Technology be damned. <laughs> So anyway, you were talking, you were going to dive into Goodell. Yeah, the real problem is there was no smoking gun. This whole thing, like even if there was a conspiracy, like over the years, these are just small edges and it's just incremental gains here and there. And like as a whole, it probably adds up to a lot, but no one offense is going to like bring down the Patriots. And this isn't like bringing down Al Capone on a, like on tax evasion or something. They found something stupid that may or may not have happened they underestimated public reaction to it. It blew out of control. They couldn't handle it. And now they look like idiots. Right. So long story short, you know, tying this back to fantasy football, you don't have to worry if you drafted Tom Brady, he's there for the first four games of the season. Um, So there's, there's nothing to worry about there. He's going to be starting on Thursday nights instead of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and, and the Patriots are going to take on the Steelers. So that's a bummer for you, Mark. It is. It is. But um, some other other headlines and, and things I wanted to throw out there. Um, obviously, at this point, in your your drafts are done. You know who the injured you know starters are: Arian Foster, uh, things like that. Uh, going to get back probably sooner than expected. Um, they're still not you know really giving a an exact week or date or anything like that. But another running back news, Todd Gurley was cleared for contact, but again, uh, for the Rams, he's not going to start um, still in his rookie year and won't make his first start in week one. But, you know, that's a good sign that he was cleared to play. Um, non-injury news that I wanted to bring up, and this impacts fantasy in a major way, if you ask me. Uh, the Seahawks are already dealing with a bunch of losses on... Yeah, um yeah, so the, they're they're dealing with a bunch of losses on the defensive side of the ball um, for a number of reasons, but one that's going to impact them, at least for the foreseeable future, is, is Cam Chancellor <laughs> holding out, um, and and that impacts you know what's was projected to be a number one defense. I don't 
you know, without him, he was their defensive captain, if you will, the, the head of Legion of Boom. Um, that's, that's a, it's, you can't understate that loss. Um, and that, that obviously has fantasy implications going against a Rams offense this week anyway, that, you know, it's still questionable how good they're actually going to be. Um, but I, you know, you, you kind of hope to see him get back on the field, I guess, if you're holding on to the, the Seahawks defense. Um, elsewhere, there's some questions about uh, Randall Cobb still. You know, he had that shoulder sprain a few weeks ago. He's working this week during yeah. practice. Not positive if he's going to start yet. Um, I have, uh, they still obviously have a few days to make an official call. But, you know, Packers all of a sudden, guys, are thin at wide receiver. Uh, I know hey, they, yeah. they brought in James Jones back for after going out to Oakland for a year, but that's a team. That's a for having a, an MVP, perennial MVP on their uh, under center. It's kind of going to be interesting to watch what happens without Jordy Nelson and now Cobb for who knows how long. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. What's Cobb's? How long is Cobb out? They're not saying anything yet. Uh, he was just limited in practice, so it, it looks like something that could be day to day, maybe or like week to week. But at least for week one, it's still up in the air. Not anything definitive said yet. Mm. Um, yeah, so those are kind of the big, the big things right now that are on the books. Um, one other suspension-related news. Well, two other, I guess, both in Thursday night. Uh, Le'Veon Bell and his former smoking buddy Legarrette Blount will both be out. Um, both are suspended for week one. Uh, Garrett or uh, Blunt, sorry, no. Bell also for week two, and then also yeah. with the Steelers, Martavis Bryant's their breakout rookie wide receiver from last year is going to be gone for the first four games due to suspension. So different yeah. things to keep an eye on. All right. Well, this is typically when we would move to right and wrong. We don't have any rights or wrongs this year, unless you guys want to sneak something in from your draft or anything like that. No, um, I don't want to jinx positively or negatively any of my players. By talking. <laughs> I, I have so many wild cards on here. I don't know what to expect. Yeah, so it's, we'll just we'll just wait and see what happens here on Sunday when I go up against go up against Mark Garlitz. <laughs> Interesting. So, well, I don't want to jinx them either, but you know, since this is technically my podcast and I I can talk about whom I will, I will. Uh, Sam Bradford, God, um, injury prone guy right there. Obviously, you know, mm-hmm. hey, he's only played seven games in two years. Um, crazy to draft him. I, what do you, no. what do you think? Ty and Ty, he's in an offense that puts up a massive amount of points every week. Um, it's mostly just unlucky. Um, it's mostly just unlucky injuries for him. It's not like he's RG3 and getting a bunch of non contact injuries. Like these are dudes like falling into his legs and stuff like that, like just just unlucky stuff. Uh, so no, I think he's a good get. I mean, we don't know because of those injuries. We don't know precisely how good he is. We'll have to see um, in this new offense that he's in uh, under Chip Kelly if he is good. But Chip Kelly is the the what they call the quarterback whisperer. So I mean, <laughs> I think he's a good a good pickup. Yeah, it's you know we'll we'll see. It's it's mm-hmm. crazy to get excited because of the preseason, but if you saw week three of the preseason and how he looked against yeah Green Bay, there's plenty to be one as a 
a fantasy owner and two as an Eagles fan to be excited about there. So they, they were the most high powered offense in preseason, right? I mean, it's preseason. So, yeah. right. So you can't put all that? your eggs in one basket and in the preseason basket. But, no, uh, can't take it too seriously, but I mean, that's, that's a good, it's a good omen. It is. So I, it's, yeah. it's going to be an exciting offense to watch. That's for sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. another next in our, our rundown here is another thing we'll skip over for this week, but uh, it would typically be an MVP from last week. Um, mm-hmm. which none as of yet. So looking ahead to week one, who in your lineup or in any lineup for that matter uh, looks like they could be, you know, a, a fantasy well, leading scorer for, for week well, one? Well, start, I'll start with my lineup because I got two of them who I think are going to do monster numbers. Uh, I think also they're pretty much going to be carrying my team for the entire year. Des Bryant and Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> I got both of them, and uh, I think that they're going to do big, big things. And um, what's even better is I get to watch them both in the night game at the same time. So that'll be fun, um, cause, yeah, because they have the night game on Sunday. Uh, and then, oh, man, that night game has big implications for me. I also have Tony Romo. So that's a that's a big, a big game here. Um, uh, that's a about it for who could be big fantasy juggernauts on my team. What about you? I'm, I'm going to go easy here and say Eddie, Eddie Lacy was my, I sat in the number two spot and I feel like I got, you know, a miraculous gift from God when he fell to me. Um, yeah. Someone took a chance on Adrian Peterson and our, I believe in our number one draft slot mm-hmm. in our draft, but you know, Lacy has a decent matchup this week against the bears defense that under a new head coach, John Fox isn't necessarily known for being a defensive master. Um, right. showed up in Chicago this summer and, um, you know, still has a lot of the same guys over there, a defense that really struggled last year. So I, I think Lacey gets off to a pretty hot start. Um, how do you, how do you th- feel about, um, McCoy? What my, do you think he's going to do this year? Oh man, there's a guy that, you know, he, I feel like he's going to get the ball 60 times a game. <laughs> I feel like mm-hmm. that's just how crazy Rex Ryan is. He's just going to go and do something like that. And, which is awesome for, you know, 10 weeks of the season. Um, yeah. But the problem is Buffalo's going to be in a situation I'm still not confident in them as a team all around. Um, mm-hmm. So they can run the ball as much as they want, but eventually they're going to get down in games and have to find a way back. And a shifty running back that likes to lose for, for as often as he, you know, can break away from defenders and break for 10, 15, 20 yards at a time, uh, his, yeah. his shiftiness can cost him five or six here or there. So that's yep. that inconsistency uh and un- inability to fall forward um hurts them in some way you know be uh, us as eagles fans we sort of saw that and experienced that for the last three years or so but i he has the potential to be great and the other concern i have with him though is the fact that he's not entirely healthy um mm-hmm. starting the season rex is you know obviously saying you know he's confident that i'll be there and everything but um you know, I, you're, you're just not positive what kind of McCoy you're going to get. He's playing in a completely different environment. Uh, all sorts of things you have to consider. So, yeah, I, yep. there's, I, you know, you're not going to say he's going to be a bad fantasy running back, but you, you can't, you can't be too confident. Um, yeah. So, Mark, we just we just went through our our two MVPs. I don't know who's your MVP for for this upcoming week. I really want to say Sam Bradford. I'm hopping hey. on that oh, pretty fast. Can we talk? Hey. Time out. Can we talk about? how we have two Eagles fans on this podcast and the one non Eagles fan is the one that goes with Bradford. So I I'd like to offer a quick congratulations and 
applause to Mark Garlick. So continue, Mark. <laughs> All right, I would say rel- relative to value, like uh, draft position, you're gonna know real fast, like good or bad, and that's the big thing. Nobody knows like if he's really good. He's looking preseason. Right. He's been terrible in his career. He can't throw the deep ball, but he has like a built-in excuse. The Rams are terrible, and they always will be terrible. So now, like this is like his mulligan. So if he does well, all of a sudden his value skyrockets, uh, provided he doesn't get hurt. But yep. with like that kind of offense, maybe he can throw a deep ball. We just didn't know. And then all of a sudden, all these guys become like real options. Like Matthew's stock goes way up. Aguilar's stock goes way up. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did we lose you? <laughs> we here? He's there. Okay. Well, I came back on just to compliment the host, <laughs> give him a nice Eagles plug. This probably is going to be it for me. <laughs> <laughs> this connection is not reliable enough. Well, hang hang on hang on as long as you can, Mark. We'll we'll keep trying to I see. might I might fall off again. All right. All right. Well, if, if you do, if you do, just know that we we know you were here, so we appreciate Re- it. Recognize the streak, though. <laughs> the streak's alive. <laughs> the streak yep. is plenty plenty alive. So, yeah. um, I guess that so this moves to our 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 segment before bold predictions. We're almost there, folks. Uh, matchups <laughs> matchups to look for and and avoid this week. Um, you know, guys that that this ESPN kind of does an easy job of doing this for us, where you look at your opponent's rank and and sort of match up to see guys that are you get those green numbers in the high 30 low high 20s and low 30s and that's what you want to go for but um you know obviously the the one i hate to do it to, to our team max but um the eagles i know they revamped their secondary and everything but god they were the worst passing defense in terms of fantasy they looked all right in the preseason but there's still plenty of question marks out there so i mean one to look forward to uh for sure, is any any Atlanta wide receiver basically this week? Um, obviously, Julio and Roddy and yeah. Matt Ryan. They're gonna be they're gonna be nice. Um, I I guess you know um, maybe they, they know. could maybe. be they could be. I'm, I'm not gonna write off the Eagles defense, but they could be. Uh, you know, fantasy. Go back to the last question too. Uh, fantasy MVPs for the upcoming week, but uh, definitely one to to look forward to. I, I don't know Stop. how far you go down into the Falcons wide receiver. Core, but you know, you look at guys that, uh, you know, Hankerson, Devin Hester, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that are sitting there free agents, you know, only owned in God seven percent of leagues and and one for Hester, but um, you know, maybe yeah. maybe worth picking up for a week. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Uh, back what you're saying about the Falcons. Falcons are a wild card. I don't know what to think of them this season. I'll need to see a couple games from them. Um, for like who knows. Um. Yeah, it's a, so it's um it'll be interesting to see, and there it's it's in Atlanta, so that's uh that's gonna be tricky. So yeah, I would bet I would bet heavily on on Falcons offense, um, uh, their receiving core. Uh, uh, Chiefs Texans stands out to me because I don't think much of either of these offenses, uh, and I think highly of both of their defenses. Um, so I would I would be really hesitant on playing if you have any any guys that you're thinking about starting uh, on either of those offenses to maybe substitute them out. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know um, unless you have uh, what's his name running back um, uh, Charles. Yeah, I mean don't don't sub- that's the only the only exception here. If you have Charles, start him. 
But one, um, one, I'm looking at this this schedule now. One that's intriguing to me. God, this is going to sound terrible. I, I, I don't know why this is an intriguing matchup, but Miami and Washington. <laughs> what? Oh, because um, they suck. Because the they suck. Is- so their defenses are. Yeah, my Miami has like the I I don't know like a sneaky. Okay, <laughs> I I don't yeah. know if that's if that's a proper way to quanti- qualify that, but you know it's a sweet, mm-hmm. sneaky okay defense and. And Washington's is all right too. They're all right yeah. when they're healthy, and it's the beginning of the year. Um, so the and you know, Kirk Cousins is making his first, not his first start, but his first start week right. one uh, yeah. as the declared starter for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Going up against Tannehill, who, in my opinion, and I know Mark, who fell off now, um, but if he was here, he would agree with me that you know, Tannehill is just he's he's in the AFC East, a division yeah. with. New England and people in that division or reporters, analysts, they want to have something to talk about other than the Patriots. So for whatever reason, Tannehill has been just high on so many people's radars this year for no reason whatsoever. They've done nothing to that offense. Um, I agree. So there's, there's, he's done nothing in his time to really make me confident in him as a quarterback. So that's one you got guys that, you know, like Alfred Morris and Deshaun and all these guys that, People like to, they're they're big names, or they've been big names in the past, so they, they're still viewed as fantasy threats. I wouldn't be surprised if it was complete junk this week. I'm thinking yeah. like a, I'm thinking like a fourteen ten kind of game where nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, that's that's I can see that happening. Um, yeah, the only other one that jumps out at me is uh, go go big on the Packers. I think the Bears are going to suck this season. Um, so yeah, play play anyone you have on that Packers squad. So, and one more I want to throw out just because it's week one and let's talk about it is Jameis and Marcus Mariota going up against each other week one. Uh, you know, the number one and number two picks in this year's draft. I, it yep. could be, you know, it could be a, a crapshoot and like a, a 30 to 40 kind of game if both defenses who have yep. sucked in the past continue to suck. Um, I imagine both offenses will as well. That's, you know, how you get the number one and two pick in the draft one and two picks mm-hmm. in the draft. But, um, you know, that could – it could be something. It could be something to look yeah. at. And, you know, these guys, they want to – their teams might want to showcase, yeah, it's, this is why we made him the number one pick, why we made him the number two pick. And they could be hur- hurling the ball all over the field for all we know. Right. So, Going to be good. Yep. Cool. So that moves us to bold <clears throat> predictions. Okay. My season-long prediction. This year is going to be the return of Run DMC, Darren McFadden. <laughs> oh, no. He's on Dallas as the second the second back. But um, Randall, Randall's their, their, he's their lead guy, right? Yep. Yeah. So um, I don't think too highly of him. Uh, Darren McFadden, I think he was just a part of a trash organization. Um, kind of got a, a bum rap for most of... Most of well, he had, when was his last like great year? Two years ago, three years I, ago? Yeah, two or three before the. I mean, he got hurt towards the end of that year. Yeah, he got. But, yeah, it was an injury. And it just sort of yeah. carried over. I, I'm thinking top seven back this year. I'd Ooh. consider. I'd consider that bold. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's bold. <laughs> oh man! So I yeah. I consider this a fantasy bold prediction for the season because it's it directly impacts his value as a an asset on your team and 
I'm partly saying this because he's on my team. So knock on some wood after I say this. Um, oh God, do I? I feel like I'm gonna jinx him, but I, we talked about him earlier. Um, whoo! Deep breath. Sam Bradford. He starts all right. 16 games. Nice. That's bold. I, you know, this is like I said. I mentioned it before. It's a guy that's only played seven games in two years. Big question mark. Huge question mark coming into the season. And, mm-hmm. you know, just reported recently that talks between him and the Eagles for a reworked short-term extension um, yeah. fell apart. So he's betting on himself big this season um, to, to come through uh, and, you know, make an impact and, and really be deserving of a, a new contract. This is He's in his contract year. Um, yeah. In that massive rookie deal, the one that basically altered the way drafts happen from now on. But yeah, so 16 games for Sam Bradford, and let's let's double down on that and say he's a top four quarterback hmm. in fantasy. I like it. That's bold. Top four quarterback in all 16 games for Sam Bradford. Hmm. Yeah. So Mark, yeah. like we said, fell out. I asked him to text me a, a bold prediction, and um, I, I'd imagine it'd be something like, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars and and Blake Bortles is going to be a top three quarterback in fantasy football I love it. this year. He's on my team. That, I would love that. That would be that would be Mark's bold <laughs> prediction if he were to make one. Um, if you don't get the joke, go watch old episodes of Fully Covered Sports Fantasy Football Preview, <laughs> and you'll get the joke. So yeah, that does that's that's week one, folks. Uh, football, that's a rough week one. It, it is. It'll, it'll only get it's, better from here. We got it, internet. Got some a no show, some internet issues, but that's yeah. gonna get ironed out hopefully by week two here. Yeah, we're we're working on it. You know, this is a new thing, new new <laughs> tools and new tricks up our sleeves and everything. So we're we're just getting used to it. So stick with us and and uh, you know, let us know what you think. Subscribe to us on iTunes and download the podcast and listen to it every week. And you know, it'll be on the website as well. So be sure to leave some comments and question marks, suggestions, your, your trash talk, whatever you want it to be. Leave it in the comments. So. Um, until next week. Hey, happy football. Woo.